I'm here today with Brother Joel Judkins, and today we're going to be talking about his devotional that he's giving this week. Good to be here. So, Brother Judkins, your bio says that you graduated from BYU-Idaho back when it was still Rick's College. I wanted to know, what led you to start working here as a professor? Um, do you want the long answer or the short answer? Long is fine. Okay. So I was a student here in, uh, well, before my mission and then after my mission in, in the mid-80s, mid to late 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was studying communication disorders. And uh, the very last semester that I was here, uh, my teacher, David Hillier, uh, asked me, well, he asked our whole class, where do you want to be in 10 years? And he went around the room and got everybody's answers. And when he got to me, I looked him in the eye and I said, I want your job. Um, <laughs> and so when he retired, um, it was almost 10 years later mm-hmm. when he retired and he called me and said, hey, I'm retiring. You should interview for my job. And so I did. And uh, I've always wanted to be here ever since I was a student. And I've just known this was a good place. And I really liked what Brother Hillier did for his job teaching. And then he also did some speech therapy. So that's what I wanted to do. Nice. What's your favorite parts about working here at BYU-Idaho? I love the students. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're my favorite. I love teaching interpersonal communication because I get to know the students really well there. Yeah. I know that when I took your class yesteryear, it was definitely the best, most interactive one I've ever had where I actually felt like I knew the students or my classmates and knew you. It's probably my favorite class ever. I'm not just saying that. But... Oh, that's nice of you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And so you also went on to earn a master's degree in speech-language pathology. Can you tell us what that field of study is, what all it entails? Yeah, it's a a field where you help people who have communication difficulties. And it can be any age. uh, It can be any difficulty uh, dealing with language or speech. For example, somebody who has a stroke, usually in the left hemisphere uh, of their brain, Uh, in the language areas might develop an aphasia. Uh, They might lose their ability to retrieve words or sentences, or they might lose their ability to understand language as well. Uh, So that's an example, but there's so many different communication disorders that that make life very challenging if you can't communicate. And so my job was to help, help people communicate. We talked about how you teach interpersonal theory and practice. Can you tell our listeners what exactly that is? Interpersonal theory and practice is a class about relationships. It's a class about knowing how to learning how to listen to people, how to care about people, how to value people, uh, how to work through conflicts, how to see things from another perspective, um, how to grow closer in relationships and strengthen those relationships. Yeah, I don't know. That's is that a good summary? You were, yeah. you were in the class, Noah. You should know. Yeah, I'd say so. Five stars. This is turning into an advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I need it. <laughs> well, honestly, I would recommend the class to anyone, not not even just communication majors, but I feel like everyone can benefit from it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I remember when I was taking the class, I um, talked to with my family a lot about what I learned, and they were able to benefit from it too. Nice. Mm-hmm. And so your devotional is tomorrow. How are you feeling about giving your your emotional, your devotional address tomorrow? (laughs) It's been an interesting process for sure. Uh, But the last several days, I felt a lot more calm about it than I ever thought I would. (laughs) Uh, They they assign devotional topics 
quite a ways in advance. I think I had three or four months notice. Oh. And while I was putting my talk together, that part was somewhat stressful, trying to figure out what I was supposed to talk about. And for a long time, I didn't feel like I was really, I wasn't really finding the the right things to say or how to say them. And anyway, that was stressful. But right now I feel actually pretty good. It might all change once I stand up in front of the, the big audience, right? The In the BYUI Center. But right now I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, that's how it always goes, doesn't it? It's like all the way up until a few days before you're actually giving it. It's stress city, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Once I got my, um, once I got my draft in and had it approved and then a second draft and a third draft in, and then I did a practice last week that really helped a lot. I got to stand up in the BYUI center in front of an empty audience (laughs) and give my talk. So that was good. How did it feel standing like right there at the center, the focal point of the entire, it's not a stadium, the center. It was surprisingly, um, peaceful. I don't know, maybe because there were no people in the audience. Uh, there were some people listening uh, behind me, and they were there to you know, support and encourage and coach. They were just all really supportive and kind, and so it was a very good experience. That's one of the best parts about BYU-Idaho is that we can feel the spirit. And when we're doing something that the Lord wants us to do, something like, like you giving your devotional, he's going to bless us to feel peace and joy when we're um, preparing to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, you were telling us about how at first you didn't exactly know what you should be talking about or if it was right at first. Can you tell us about how you started preparing and the process up until now? Well, lots and lots of prayer, lots and lots of, you know, trying different things. I, I wrote a lot. I read a lot. Um, I tried to be in tune with what God wanted me to say and... Um, and it didn't come easy. <laughs> it didn't come easy. I was pretty worried about it, actually. Even up, up to when I got my first draft in, I, I still did not feel... I felt uneasy about about the direction it was going. And But it kept evolving from there and refining, and, and I felt like I was getting, you know, help from people that I asked for feedback. I, I had my my son as an editor. Well, he's, he's an... English major graduate from BYU-Idaho, and, and now he uh, he's doing a PhD in, in writing. And anyway, he gave me some feedback and gave my talk to my wife, and she gave me some feedback. And I guess the Spirit gave me some feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Something helped me. Lots of things helped me to kind of refine it to where it is. And I don't think it's perfect, but it's it's as good as I can do and right now, and, and I, I hope it'll I hope it'll reach people. That's what I'm, I hope I hope it will connect you know people will understand it and feel it and it will be edifying to them i'm sure it will be i'm sure that'll be what several people really need to hear at the time like i got to read the uh, talk that's one of the best perks about being in this job is that i got to read it and a lot of things stood out to me and really spoke to me so thank you for writing it oh you bet i didn't know that you had read it yeah it's one of the best parts of this job it's like in Hollywood, you get to watch the movies before they come out. <laughs> the screen testers, yeah, sort of. But um, in your talk, you said that in your experience, moving forward, even when you can't see a clear path ahead, is better than waiting for a spotlight to show them where to go. I, I really like that. Can you share an experience you've had when you had to move forward or when you did move forward despite not knowing what the future would bring? Yeah, when, uh, when BYU, or when Rick's College 
transitioned into BYU-Idaho, we proposed that uh, communication disorders be continued on as a, as a program here. And they reviewed it and considered it and then decided not to continue doing communication disorders. So my whole background uh, in speech-language pathology uh, kind of went to the side, and, and uh, I had to decide what to do at that point if I wanted to stay here or, or do something different. And it wasn't a hard decision, but I didn't have any idea how things would work out because, uh, I mean, that was what I knew, right? That was my specialty, and it went away. And uh, I, I had been teaching interpersonal communication um, because every faculty in our department teaches one of the beginning classes. At least that's how the policy was back then. And... I decided that I really wanted to stay here and keep teaching interpersonal, and so they asked me to try teaching some other things, and I did. And so I've I've taught lots of different classes that don't even exist anymore, that I don't teach anymore, and uh, things have just unfolded. And I, I feel like I've ended up in a place where God needs me most and where I can bless people's lives. So I didn't really say that in my talk, but, but I've experienced that myself in my career. So Well, I am glad that you stuck around. Yeah, me too. I really liked what you talked about, how uh, the object of prayer is not to change the will of God, but to bring our will and understanding in alignment with His. I've been thinking about that for a while now, about how we can often make our prayers just a bunch of requests, as if we're ordering takeout online. How do you make your own prayers focused on aligning your will with God's? Well, I probably don't do it all the time. I think sometimes it does... I have a lot of requests. <laughs> I think when I'm most successful bringing my will in alignment with God is when I'm the stillest, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm when I'm willing to listen and and wait and and ponder and think about how he's answering me either at that moment or, you know, throughout my day um, and not trying to enforce, you know, not trying to put forth my own desires but um just trying to understand his, uh, just by listening. Right. Yeah. Like you were talking about with communication. You're all about communication, and you know how to listen. I ho- I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> I think in-person listening is much, hmm, I don't know if it's easier than spiritual listening. Yeah, but. I don't know either. <laughs> Sometimes they're both hard. Yeah. Thank you for talking with me, Noah. It's good to see you again. You too. Thank you so much for coming in today. You bet.